Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. A few weeks ago, I spoke about training shoes. What kind of shoes should you be wearing for each training purpose? And I had a couple of emails and notes through about how expensive that would be. And I don't disagree. But if you spend any amount of time doom scrolling through social media comments, you'll find this kind of thing. So I'll say it again. This is a 12-minute long general podcast. I can't possibly make a podcast that takes into account the personal financial situations, the foot types, the running or walking style, or preferences of thousands of different listeners. I can't possibly sit and imagine up a scenario where I'm not being inclusive enough because I didn't consider anyone out there who'd gone on an Arctic expedition to fall through the ice whilst running away from a polar bear only to have their toes fall off from frostbite and now they can't wear running shoes. You know, I'd love to sit from now until infinity writing out the perfect podcast script for every special snowflake. But I can't. So let's bear that in mind this week as we just live our lives. If you don't like meat, don't troll a steak restaurant. And if you think the earth's flat, don't send hate mail to NASA. Let's all just get along, please. So after covering shoes, I thought maybe I could let everyone into what's in Kevin's training bag and why. How fun. So the first thing is, I take different things to the gym based upon what I'm doing there. Uh, So let's just dig into it. So today I went to the gym and it was leg day. I always train legs on a Monday. I train upper push pull on a Wednesday and a deadlift on a Friday. In between, I do different things like some uh, cardio, aerobic work usually is on too, and I do martial arts. So anyway, bearing in mind that I was going to lift today, the first thing I did this morning as preparation was five grams of creatine. I do take creatine most days and I do cycle it. That means I take it for eight weeks and then I stop taking it for two. I've heard people incorrectly claiming you need to cycle off because it damages your kidneys. This is false. High protein also doesn't damage your kidneys either, just FYI. You just reach a point of diminishing returns and you have to cycle off just to reset and reap the benefits of starting again. So why creatine? Look, very oversimplified. It helps with the production of ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate. It's a fuel your muscles use up when they contract. If you have more ATP fuel, you can do more reps. If you do more reps, you get bigger and stronger. Pretty simple. There are also cognitive benefits. And at this point, it's perhaps the most studied supplement out there with literally thousands of peer-reviewed, statistically powerful studies done on it. So put simply, it works and it has almost no negative side effects unless you think getting absolutely hench is a negative side effect. Next up, packing my bag. So squat day for me means shorts. Not only that, but short shorts. The reason for this is I prefer to squat to depth. It can often be the case that longer shorts or jogging pants can trick your mind regarding depth because as you squat, they tighten around your thighs. This gives a form of tactile or kinesthetic feedback to your brain, making you think you're at the bottom of the squat when you're not. Therefore, short shorts for me. Keeping on the theme of clothing, I always make sure I'm wearing a plain cotton t-shirt. The reason for this is some of the more modern, sporty, moisture-wicking materials are a little bit slippery or shiny, and the barbell might start to sneak down your back a little bit. If you've ever watched Powerlifters squat, 
It's common to see them chalk their upper back to stop any bar roll. And you can even get shirts with a sticky area there to perform the same task. For us in general population, just a plain cotton t-shirt will be fine. Shoes. As you may have imagined, if you listen to my episode on shoes, when I'm weightlifting, I wear weightlifting shoes. There are many, many brands out there, and you might need to find one that just works for you. As a lifelong martial artist, I might have a different foot type from someone that's worn shoes all their days, spending a lot of time doing martial arts and barefoot. I have a wide forefoot and high arches. So I have a brand that has more arch support to stop my ankles rolling inwards. Uh, As someone emailed after uh, my shoe episode, why not barefoot? Well, because oftentimes lifting platforms are made of varnished wood and feet can get a little sweaty, I have personally seen it where someone has slipped on their own sweaty feet and then were absolutely folded in half by the bar. It's not a recommendation, therefore, I would make, generally speaking. The next thing is to know if you wear weightlifting shoes, wear them for all your sets. When you put them on, you'll be moving differently because you have an elevated heel. You don't want to be wearing running shoes, functional fitness shoes, or if you like to live super dangerously, be in your bare feet to do your warm-up sets, only to totally change literally everything about your squat when it gets heavy and you put your weightlifting shoes on. You have to move the same through all sets, including the warm-ups. Also, in my bag for leg day are knee sleeves. I have uh, seven millimeter knee sleeves. Most brands seem to have five millimeter ones. I don't believe that seven or five millimeters of neoprene are going to stop your knees exploding under 500 pounds. That's why in competitions you'll see weightlifters and powerlifters both wearing knee wraps. But they do keep your knees warm. That's going to help you with movement, mobility. And hey, I'm not going to sit and tell you that placebo isn't a thing because it is. They'll make you feel more secure, irrespective of that being the case or not. Knee wraps are much better, but nobody's got time to sit and wrap their knees for a set of squats, unwrap them between sets, roll the wraps up, and then wrap them again for the next set. Next up is a belt. I do wear a belt to squat simply because it works. The belt will increase intra-abdominal pressure, keeping your torso tight and rigid during performance of the movement. A deformable lever is a poor transmitter of force. So if your torso is squirreling about and rounding, it's not as effective at transmitting force to the barbell. Simply put, you can lift more weight with uh, with a belt on. I also want to be clear that that's a four inch thick belt with no front taper. This is because those tapered belts were designed by someone who doesn't seem to understand the purpose of a belt. You want a larger surface area to push your abdomen against. I also don't wear a Velcro belt because over time Velcro wears out. And I have also seen people at the bottom of a squat, their abdominal pressure was high and the Velcro just blew apart. Don't do this. Four inch single prong belt. Apart from that, in my bag, I do have a pair of functional fitness shoes today because after training legs, I always get on the upright bike for 20 minutes for some zone two work. But 
it also helps with recovery. You know, when you're training, you're damaging tissue. Blood flow is how we clear waste, reduce inflammation, and deliver nutrients for healing to the area. So for me, always cycling after squats. After days where I'm pressing overhead, I use the ski erg machine to get blood flow into the triceps. Usually on my deadlift or hinging day, I'll use the rowing machine. Apart from that, the only thing in my bag is my AirPods. I don't listen to music when I train, but I do switch the noise cancelling on so I don't get distracted by other people. And I've got a water bottle with water in it and a sachet of Pedialyte to replace any electrolytes I lose through sweat. And that's it. What's in your training bag that you couldn't live without? Email me at getfitguy@quickanddirtytips.com or let me know or ask a question that could be featured on the show. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends or even your mortal enemies. Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchins, Davina Tomlin, Cameron Lacey, and our new director of podcasts, Brandon Getches. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguy at quickanddirtytips.com. For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app. 